Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with your Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio? Brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, your home for live sports. It, that means all sports. Every game, match, race, competition, it is always on. Now go on, plan your trip at visitlasvegas.com to see the best and brightest in Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Um, okay, so it's 6 o'clock Eastern time, so that's in one hour. The Baseball Hall of Fame in- inductees will be announced, and there is new movement to get Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Okay, and so here is, let me give you a a couple of things, which there are younger people, Carl Anthony Towns, I know tweeted out earlier today that Barry Bonds belongs in. Uh, Chris Jenkins, who, if you want to listen to my All Ball podcast, the guy was the hero for Villanova when he made the game-winning three-point shot a couple years ago. Um, he essentially tweeted the same thing. The younger generation believes Barry Bonds should be in. The younger generation is completely ill-informed. So here's the first thing. You'll get people that say steroids weren't illegal. That's not true. It's not true. They didn't uh, have official tests for steroids. Okay, so it was a on-your-honor sort of deal much like in golf where on your but obviously golf very very different so the the first thing is there is a an entire generation of people that believe steroids weren't illegal that just frankly isn't true when you start the conversation with the lie it's really hard to have a conversation so if you want to tell me that steroids weren't illegal and everybody was doing it, you can go with that, okay? Did that work with your parents? Everybody's doing it. If if Johnny went and stood in the middle of the freeway, would you do it, right? That's what your mom and dad would all say. The first thing is not everybody was doing it. If it wasn't wrong, if it wasn't wrong, do you know what Barry Bonds would say about steroid use? Of course he used steroids. It wasn't illegal. It wasn't frowned upon. Everybody used it. I used it, and it helped me. He's never articulated as such. His trainer went to jail covering for him. He did the I never knowingly used steroids when everyone knows. He was going to Balco for a reason. His head size grew. His production was better. He, he wasn't washed up, but he was, as most players do, in their 30s, fading off into the sunset, much like Roger Clemens. And he went back to becoming the most prodigious home run hitter we've ever seen. If you want to tell me that it was illegal, you're wrong. If you want to tell me that that no one thinks it, it was wrong, then why hasn't any of these guys said, yeah, I did it. And, oh, yeah, by the way, while I don't like that Pudge Rodriguez is in the Baseball Hall of Fame, a guy who most people believe used steroids, he wasn't involved in the Balco investigation. It's like you get caught speeding, somebody else was going 90 and zipped past you five minutes before you were speeding, 
and you're sitting there going like, I was speeding, but that guy was going faster. That doesn't actually work in real life. This is real life. What I need somebody to tell me is, tell me any profession where midway through your career in that profession, you break one of the core rules of that profession. You cheat, in other words. And then you expect to be rewarded as one of the all-time greats. You know, I was watching Wolf of Wall Street uh, the other night. Actually, one of my daughters was, were watching Wolf of Wall Street, and then we switched to Fargo. It was get, you know, that thing got a little, little graphic, right? So, Wolf of Wall Street. You, got, you know that guy's real name? Right? Jordan, uh, what, what's his name? The, the real guy, Jordan Belfort? Right? So he plays Jordan Belfort, who is a real character, right? But he also spent 22 months in jail. You know what they're not going to do for Jordan Belfort? They're not going to name buildings after him and teach the ways of Jordan Belfort. If there was a, if there was a finance or a uh, stockbroker Hall of Fame, Jordan Belfort wouldn't be in it, would he? If you're a brainiac and you get a little extra help, you even get the questions on the SAT and you get caught and you get a 1600 in your SAT, do they go, hey, this guy got a 1600? No. You can't get into any college. So I, I need somebody to tell me any place where a guy midway through his career, no matter how well he's doing, and Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer, was a multi-MVP, was a great player, decides to cheat. And gets rewarded post-career. You can't take his money. They won't take away his records or his numbers. The only thing you have left that matters to anybody is the Hall of Fame. And the Hall of Fame is full of guys that don't have virtue. But this was a lack of virtue which directly affected his performance and also screwed up how we look at the entire rest of baseball. So you can sit here and tell me if you're like 25, like, oh, yeah, he should be in. What's the big deal? That's because you're ill-informed. You have people spreading the story that they didn't, steroids wasn't illegal. Of course it was illegal. And if it wasn't wrong, how come none of them come out and said, like, hey, it wasn't wrong? Because they all know it was wrong. I mean, think about how we still view the Patriots, how we view Tom Brady. You know, until Tom Brady went on this redemption tour in Tampa, he was despised because of Deflategate. The only thing that helped him with Deflategate was when they reinflated the footballs, he actually played better. Imagine if you found out that he'd been doctoring footballs and, and breaking rules, or his ability to play at 44 was helped by performance-enhancing drugs. It would nullify the last 10 years of his career. In your mind, it absolutely would. Why doesn't it with baseball? Where the numbers are all that it's about and the numbers are completely skewed. And if we would all agree, and if, we, if I'm wrong, if we'd all agree with the general premise that guys are bigger, faster, stronger now than they've ever been, right? They had a livelier ball. If steroids didn't really help, well, why are the home run numbers not nearly what they used to be? Of course they helped. They, he did them. He helped. He elongated his career, which kept 
hundreds of players out of the big leagues. It completely changed how we look at all-time numbers and who's in the Hall of Fame because it's hard to not remember the Barry Bonds years, the Mark McGuire years, the Sammy Sosa years, which were all a facade. All a facade. It screwed up how we looked at older players and our expectations for what they're supposed to play like in their late 30s. It's fake. It's phony. It's deception. It's not real. And it strikes at the core of what sports is about. Are you better than the other guy? Through your work ethic, through your intelligence, through your hand-eye coordination, through your, through your, your own natural ability. And we will never know. I've often thought that the reason Mark McGuire was so broken up when he finally admitted he wasn't just on Andro. He was on all kinds of steroids. Everybody knows that. And it took him years to finally come clean. But the reason it hurts him so bad is because he'll never know exactly how could he have broken Roger Maris's record without steroids. We don't know. And most, more importantly, he doesn't know. Shame on you, Jeff Passan. Shame on you. Okay, to me, you're a great reporter, not good, great at what you do. Okay? And I understand that writers are who vote you in and out of the Hall of Fame. I get it. Okay? But if we're going like we, we we do this with so many other things in life, like imagine going to your spouse and saying like, hey, listen. At the end, I cheated. But the first part, I was a really good husband for 20 years. Right? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. At the core of what you are as an athlete is how hard do you work? You got natural ability. How, how can you get better? And, of course, there's a natural cycle at some point in time that you come to that end. Clemens and Bonds rob father time, but also rob baseball. Shame on you, Jeff Passan belongs in the Hall of Fame. It's a museum. Tell me a museum that puts an artist in it. Okay, go to the Louvre. Tell me a painter. Guys, tell me, tell me an artist who cheated, who somebody else did it and claims credit for it. Do you think it would hang in the Louvre? Everybody uses the museum. Well, it's just a museum. Do we honor people in museums who have cheated to attain their success and have been proven to be cheaters? No. Why do we do it with baseball? Because we liked long balls? We liked home runs? Jay Stu, where are you on the uh, on the Bonds Hall of Fame? Keep Bonds out and keep all those guys tied to steroids out. Um, you know, that whole thing about if there's a wing, you create a wing, and Bonds is the best steroid user of everybody. He, he was the best on steroids. But, like, I, I went to Cooperstown, I think it was two summers ago, and they do have, like – a steroid mentioned part of the museum. It, it's it is mentioned there. Um, I think Dan Patrick today said, uh, "Go ahead and put everybody in, but on their plaque mention that they were linked to steroids." I don't think that that's punitive enough. Um, I just say, if you weren't good enough, or if people didn't think you could could go in five years ago, ten years ago because of this, then you shouldn't be allowed in. Period. Uh, Dan Byer. That. Uh- because where do you draw the line? You know, like if for in this specific case of this class, you've got A-Rod who is what busted twice. Abs- you know? a- so A-Rod's an absolutely not, right? Yeah. Okay, so why wouldn't Barry Bonds be? Um, well, just for 
just for everything that that uh, Jason said and what you said, at some point I think that you have to you have to suffer some sort of penalty, and this yes. is the only penalty that you would have. I mean, waiting ten years is not a penalty. I mean, guys have waited ten years to get in the hall before, and 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 have gotten in, and and so that's no penalty. It's just a part of the process. So there's got to be there has to be some sort of penalty, and this is really it because they made millions. They you know, led teams to victories. It was during the whole time there was no drawback whatsoever. It only came afterwards. So we're all in agreement. Yeah, yeah. But and 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 look, you're, you're allowed to. So so you would say. So you think eventually you put them in just in a special wing, Jason, and, or and that where you are buyer. No, I'm I'm not in a special wing. I'm not in that. No, I'm case. not yeah. either. I, I'm just saying that I went, and there is like a, a wing of the museum is dedicated to the steroid era. There already is that. So I guess they could be mentioned there. Is but it three it, times know. bigger than the other wings? Like <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's actually bo- the boneless wing. Hilarious. That means that it's not actually a wing. They have a nugget. They have a nugget. Like, can, can, can I get an amen on this? Like Jason Stewart's boneless wings or wings. They're not wings. Please don't call boneless wings wings. Uh, Big Mike disagrees with you. He He's on my side. So I got Big Mike. Am I supposed to be scared of Big Mike? <laughs> yes. Is that, is that it? Oh. Yes. You're scared of Big Mike. I'm scared of Big Mike. Byer, where are you on the wing argument? Whether I, not I eat wings both, wings? but I I don't I I call them whatever they are. I call them chicken bites. I call them boneless wings. I I, I will I'll boneless eat wings either. are not wings. Okay, so, I, I'm okay if you like them. You're allowed yeah, to like. them. I do like them. Of course, right? I mean, it's it's basically like a small. It's Chick Fil A has has their own basically chicken nuggets, right? Yeah, I'm not saying you can't like them. But I'm I, saying please don't insult my intelligence I, and call them a chicken wing. But I do. They're think, not a chicken wing. No, but I do think that like Chick Fil A's chicken nuggets are different than what you would get at Buffalo Wild Wings. Sure, which are different than the, what you would get at McDonald's, which you would get at yeah, at, at Wingstop. I I get there's chicken chunks. There was Charlie's Chicken in Stillwater, Oklahoma, right? And they had these big chicken chunks. They also had catfish chunks, which are wildly underrated and delicious. Right? But anyway, I, I digress. What about if I'm, some of the boneless wings still have some of the cartilage uh, in them? Like sometimes they do. Like, does that count? And just, you know, sometimes you just get a bad one. No. <laughs> what? Those are the no. worst. Oh, you don't no. know? You mean they have like, what? They have like stuff that's not part of the. Chi- I mean, no, I that is, but it's is just it's the not chicken. the meat. It's just like, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I've never noticed that. I just chow down, man. You only have the high quality. Okay. <laughs> I don't eat high quality. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Like, you get a 20-piece somewhere, like, there'll be 19 good ones and one where it's just like, oh, yeah. Boy. yeah. You know, I went so I went no sauce for so long that now that I've gotten back into, like, Chick-fil-A sauce, it's amazing. It's really. And then, I'm, and then I, like, feel bad. Like, wait, am I, am I somehow taking away from the flavor of the, the, the chicken nugget or chicken chunk by dipping in the sauce? You know, when I just want to taste all the natural flavors of the chicken nugget, and I need that natural flavor of the grease matching with the salt, matching with the breading, matching with the chicken, matching with whatever is binding it to the chicken. Bayer, you're a, are you a barbecue guy always? Um, no, with Chick-fil-A, it's uh, solely honey. Not honey mustard, regular honey. I'll just put honey on the chicken sandwich, no pickles, or I will dip in with the – actually, I go tenders now more than the nuggets at Chick-fil-A, but I use straight honey. 
They always go, honey mustard? I go, no, honey. Like, <laughs> honey. Um, okay, what about you there, uh, uh, Jay Stu? Are you a, do you dip or do you just go El Natural with the nugs? Or with the, sorry, the boneless wings? So I, I usually have a dip. Yeah. I, you're, you're asking me, I get it cer- uh, seasoned a certain way and then I also dip it? Yeah, that's what I do. Okay. Okay, Ramos? Um, I don't like anything really hot, so I, I would stay away from that. Not you guys, but me personally. I like mine to be, um, ooh, I like honey mustard. If I'm going to dip it in, it would be honey mustard. Is this Chick-fil-A only that we're talking about here? Or, uh, or did we transition? No, okay. no we, we kind of transitioned. This is a text from Big Mike. Big Mike run, <laughs> runs our studio. No, he doesn't, Who? but that's oh. okay. He does not run oh, our dude. studio. Let them all in. Let them all in. The only thing they're doing by keeping them out is sparing MLB's reputation for allowing steroids to infiltrate their sport as badly as they did. That was Big Mike's focus. I thought he was texting you about the yeah, Buffalo Wings. too. Now, if MLB didn't want them in Cooperstown, they should have done more to keep cheaters off the field in the first place. If we're keeping score, though, uh, Big Mike has given his opinion about Bonds, and John Ramos hasn't. Have we heard from? Is is John the one dissent vote in this room, John? Uh, I would say no. Would you say no? What? Okay, so so, (laughs) do you think Mike Piazza used steroids? (laughs) I don't even know what you meant. Do you think Mike Piazza used steroids? Do I think he used them? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I would say if I just had to throw out a word, I'd say yes. Okay. I believe he did too. But I don't know it, and there was no true investigation. And that Kurt Redemski was, Redemski, was it Redemski that was the clubhouse lackey for the Mets, right, who was, who was giving all those guys the, the, the juice? No, I, I don't have to say allegedly. Like, this is just my, my guess is, and I'd heard from enough people that steroid guy. But okay. But the difference is with him and Bonds is Bonds was caught in an investigation. And he was absolutely involved with Balco. Absolutely. So, um, and, you know, he used clever wording to say he never knew what he was doing, never knowingly used steroids, whatever. But it's, again, it's like one guy was caught. The other guy was rumored to have been speeding. The guy who's caught pays the fine. There is no fine for you got your sped and nobody caught you. You just got lucky. Okay, what about, here's one, what about David Ortiz? Okay, um, Ortiz in 2013, when they did the unnamed, let's just kind of see who's testing positive, see the numbers, alleged to have tested positive that year. But that year was you were granted amnesty, you're never suspended for it. Let's start with you, Dan Byer. What do you do with David Ortiz? Yeah, I think it's different. And I know Ortiz has fought back after that uh that report so I, I i think that ortiz should wait just because of the position of him being a dh dh yeah but um i don't i don't link him to the steroid uh era if you will or the that other people do okay jace too it's interesting because uh i think manny ramirez is like the opposite case of david ortiz with me anyways manny ramirez uh wasn't really linked to it and then when they started testing 
he was dumb enough to do it and get caught. I think Dave Ortiz twice, was twice. I think right. Yeah. Twice, yeah. twice. I believe twice. Right. Yeah, and Dave Ortiz was was uh, linked to a story kind of earlier on in his career, and then played an, almost an entire career of being tested, and nothing came up. So I think I let Ortiz in for that reason. Uh, okay. I think people like let David Ortiz in because they like David Ortiz, right? I think I think it's a, it's a popularity contest. They like him. Uh, I would not put David Ortiz in any way. One, he's a little bit borderline playing playing a DH, and two, the steroid thing. Sorry, and and he actually did get he actually did get caught on some level. So be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Bucky Brooks joins us, of course, a former player, uh, former scout, now a coach. And he's part of the Move the Sticks podcast, which is awesome. He and Daniel Jeremiah. Um, I guess let's go in chronological order. Let, let's start with, with the Bengals. Everybody's pointing out the nine sacks and the fact that Joe Burrow kept getting up and making plays. But he was able to get, keep getting up and making plays because Ryan Tannehill kept throwing interceptions. What did you think of the game planning and play calling by the Tennessee Titans? Uh, look, man, it wasn't the best performance. I think it's, it's tough because you're bringing back your workhorse in Derrick Henry, and he's been gone for half the season. So he's trying to shake off the rust while um, getting into the mix in a playoff game. And a playoff game is much different than uh, a regular season game in terms of the speed and the intensity. And so he was a little rusty. I would say with Ryan Tannehill, um, he's a guy who has always been very dependent upon play action. And when you have Derrick Henry and play action and everything going, it works. He just had a bad day. I mean, he was just off the mark. And it's unfortunate for him that it happened in a postseason game. But with the Cincinnati Bengals, a team that needed some confidence early in the game, man, the turnovers gave them life and allowed them to get comfortable. And as you know, I mean, once once you're comfortable and once you feel like you can play and then you feel like you could possibly win, it's a game changer. That's kind of what happened. Both one seeds lost. Um, does, should this change the way teams look at pursuing that one seed? No. I mean, ultimately, you, you would like to have home field advantage. It didn't work out for either of those teams, but sometimes it goes. But I think it's better than not. It's also easier to play two or three game, two games to get to the Super Bowl than three. Uh, it's just unfortunate that both teams – had a bye week and came out and, and went home. But I don't think that's something that as a coach you're like, no, I don't want that. Uh, you would welcome the number one seed. You just have to play better when you get that opportunity. Okay. What was wrong with Green Bay's offense? You know, it, it, it's weird, though, because when I look at the Packers and I look at their postseason struggles, the last 14 home games, they're 7-7 seven and seven compared to being what, whatever they were, 20-0 and 0, uh, prior to that. And I wonder, because they're so dependent upon the quarterback and throwing, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily most conducive to zero-degree weather with snow coming down. And as much as I love the quarterbacks and running the game for the quarterbacks, and that weather, you need to be able to run the football and be committed to running the ball. And for whatever reason, they just didn't do it. And Aaron Rodgers picked the worst day to play his bad, a bad game. He didn't play great. And he ultimately has to wear that. He didn't play well. And at a time in a weekend where we saw great quarterback play, yeah, he wasn't in that conversation in terms of the way that he played. I think I think uh, AJ Dillon got hurt, right? They didn't have Bakhtiari, and I also think if it's if it's fair, he didn't play well. But this, a lot of a lot of that stuff, they play in a bad division, and 
they've had a lack of overall offensive talent that he's able to. Why is he able to cover it up in the regular season and not as he's able to cover it up in the postseason? I would say this, like, it's not necessarily him covering up because I think their talent is actually pretty solid. Um, but he has to be willing to trust the other guys. And so this is what happened when you have older quarterbacks. Yep. Older quarterbacks tend to increasingly rely on the guys that they know. So in that game, the ball went to Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. Those same players that he was throwing to during the regular season, he decided not to target. Even on a critical, it was like a second and 10 or 11, he threw the ball to Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb hadn't been there forever. And so older quarterbacks, particularly after they get hit, they begin to rely on the guys that they know and trust. And for whatever reason, he didn't trust Alan Lazard and those guys because Alan Lazard was wide open on that the third down play that he threw down the field to Devontae Adams. He has to trust his teammates. He didn't show enough trust in them. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, okay, let's get to the Sunday games, which were incredible. Let's start with the Rams. Uh, obviously, they nearly gave the ball away, gave the game away with the four fumbles. But from your eye, how do you think Matt Stafford played? Look, man, I thought Matt Stafford was good for the most part. I think he was in control of the game. I felt like the Rams were in control of the game. The one thing that happens, and sometimes I'm sure you've been on the court where there's a boogeyman on the other side, and that boogeyman yep. is Tom Brady. And what happens is when you're a Rams team and you're close to being able to advance, you start clock watching instead of playing. And that clock watching is even more magnified when Tom Brady's on the other side. And then Cooper Cup fumbles it, and they score. And now everyone does this. Oh, my gosh, here we go again. We're going to mess around and give Tom Brady a chance. And they couldn't – they just kind of kept – fighting against themselves and fell apart. But the thing that worked out for them and it may embolden them going forward, Matthew Stafford did something that I don't think any of us expected. We kind of expected the Rams to sit on the sit on the ball, go to overtime. He throws two dimes and they win the game. And so you can take the opportunity to learn from that moment while still having another chance to play. And I think it gives them a little confidence going into a game which they face another nemesis, the San Francisco 49ers, who absolutely own them. They, 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 they do own them. We'll get to that in a second. Um, okay, the, the Bills. Um, I made the point yesterday, you, you can't lose that game. 13 seconds to go. Hardman's not back there uh, returning the kick, and Tyreek Hill's not back there during the kick. There were. It felt like there were multiple mistakes made in terms of decisions by the coaches. Decision by the coaches. Uh, if it was you and you've been you are you've been a head coach, what would you do differently? Well, I mean, look, I, I think hindsight is twenty twenty. Obviously, if you're Sean McDermott with thirteen seconds left, you would like to kick the ball and play and make them burn up some of the time. But here's what no one recognizes when they talk about that. The punt return that Tyreek Hill had that went for 50 yards, it had to spook the coaches. A 50-yard punt return makes you like, I don't know if I want to kick it. They can take it back. I don't know. And so then they try and play it straight. And then the last two plays where they were trying to get it right, look, you want to play soft. You don't want to give up anything. But you have to put your hands on their best receivers because the clock is your friend. And so if you put your hands on the receiver – Doug, even if you hold them all over the field, the clock runs. And so I understand that you're trying to play it safe. They played so safe that they actually gave Pat Mahomes an opportunity to win. 
And it's unfortunate because you don't get a chance to fast forward next year and get right back to that same spot. That's a tough one. Yeah, it is. It is a tough one. Um, how obviously we all know what Mahomes is and, and th- this is unbelievable, right? We're talking five years in the in in the league, four years into as a starter, and he could be playing in his third Super Bowl, and probably should have been playing in a in a fourth. Uh, but what about what about Josh Allen? Long term, should these this be our expectation? Oh yeah, I mean I think the quarterback play is so great in the league right now, and in the AFC, you better have a real dude to have a chance to come out of the AFC because between Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. I mean, Lamar Jackson. I mean, they're quarterbacks upon quarterbacks in that league. And you not only need to have a quarterback, but you need to have a quarterback who has the stuff, meaning the tools and the talent. What Josh Allen was able to do is really, and I said this when he was drafted by the Buffalo Bills, because those guys in Buffalo were in Carolina. Josh Allen is very similar to what Cam Newton was, but a much better and maybe more consistent passer than Cam was at the end of his career. And so what they're able to do at the end of games, they're able to utilize him as a basically a single-wing quarterback, sure. running it while still able to do the RPOs and the passing game. What he was able to do the other night is remarkable. And for a guy who's sometimes can be a little up and down, man, his highs are so high that you have to be excited if you're a Buffalo Bills fan. Yes, except at some point you're going to have to play the Chiefs, and I don't know how you get over – that loss on Sunday. Can can the Bengals beat them again? Oh, yeah, they absolutely can beat them. You know, I think what people have to go back and look at, Jamar Chase had almost 300 receiving yards against the Kansas City Chiefs. And so coming off a game in which Gabriel Davis went over 200 and had four touchdowns, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to look at the tape, and they're not going to be afraid, particularly on offense, to face the Kansas City Chiefs defense. And the front that the Chiefs have is not nearly as good as the one that we saw from the Tennessee Titans. So I think people need to gear up to know that this is going to be a shootout. Um, For Cincinnati to win it, though, they have to be able to play from in front, and they have to be able to control the clock. So the guy, to me, who's probably the biggest part of their game plan is Joe Mixon. Because if Joe Mixon can run the football, if he can get near 100 yards, and they're able to kind of play the game on their terms, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Cincinnati Bengals make their way to the Super Bowl. Hmm. Uh, Bucky Brooks joining us. What about the Rams taking on the Niners? The Niners, as you point out, have owned the Rams. They've owned them. So this would be the toughest test for the Rams because it ain't about the talent. The Rams are the more talented team. The Rams have more star power than the 49ers. But what the Rams don't have is they don't have the confidence in knowing that they can beat the 49ers. And the Niners walk onto the field in their stadium knowing full well that no matter what, they've been able to beat the Rams. It's hard to vanquish an opponent like that. And so for me, the best thing that they can do is to jump out on them fast. Because what the Niners have been able to do with these opponents is they've been able to kind of grind it out, saw away the game, lean on the running game, Jimmy Garoppolo make a plate or two, and that's been enough for them to get it done. The Rams have to play fast from the jump, play ahead, and then Sean McVay has to find a way to keep his foot on the gas and they can't get caught up watching the clock. If they right. do that, man, they can they can knock off the Niners. Bucky, great stuff. Football's been awesome. Your podcast's been awesome. And, of course, you can listen to Bucky Brooks, okay, Move the Sticks, or co-hosting Sunday with Mike Harmon. Okay, this is leading up to Dan Byer's show. So it's uh, uh, him and Mike Harmon, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time 
on Sunday on Fox Sports Radio Championship Sunday. This is your place as Bucky will break down what you're going to see and what you are seeing. Bucky, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, appreciate you, Doug. Pleasure's all mine. This will be a Super Bowl like you've never seen. I'll explain why next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, reminding you, Bet Rivers Sports. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the most trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. You must be present in uh, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Game problem call 1-800-GAMBLE. Let's get to the press. The press. Dan... Buyer, Doug, the big news of the day is that Sean Payton stepped down as the head coach of the Saints. 16 years, 15 seasons, seven NFC South titles, and a Super Bowl win. But when Payton met with the media today, he said, yeah, this may not be the final stop. I still have a vision for for doing things in football. And, and, And I'll be honest with you. That might be coaching again at some point. I don't think it's this year. I think maybe in the future, but that's not where my heart is right now. It's not at all. That's pretty cool. Um, I, I think that's fair. I, I think what, what happens is I, I, that's like the most honest answer anyone's ever given. Okay. You know, it's like if you retire, well, you, well, you said at the time you were retired, like, yeah, well, like, I don't know that I missed it. Mm. I mean, yeah. that's sure it, it's a lot like when you ask guys at midseason, like it looks like the Louisville job is going to come open. Right. So you're going to go run out and ask coaches, are you interested in the Louisville job? Of course they're interested. But right now, like no, right now, I'm happy with what I got. I got to worry about my my own team. Mm-hmm. Now, things will change at the end of the season. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take a look at it. I'll try and figure it out. Blah, 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 blah. I, I just I, I thought he gave great context to it. Like, hey, look, I still want to do this. I just need a break. Yeah. Huh. I also think, and not to make this a generation thing, but I grew up in a in a generation where you know uncles and family members worked in the same job for forty years and yeah. they retired. And I don't think that's the case nowadays. And and to be at a place for, you know, he was there sixteen years, which is a long time in the yeah. NFL. He was the second longest tenured coach before stepping down today, but. Just to, you know, even the Brady thing of just seeing what it's like somewhere else or having the opportunity to do it, I think, also is appealing. And it may not be now, but. Listen, I mean, this is, I know it doesn't relate. Like, I remember, I I worked at ESPN for nine years. I loved working at ESPN. I have zero problem. Like, I'm not one of these guys sitting here going like, I didn't like this, I didn't Mm -hmm. like that. I know it's different now than it was then and things change and whatever. But I also remember, like, I used to drive uh, BART Drive to Huckleberry Hill you know, to this the little Highway 4 to work, like, every day, every day for nine years. Same, same I had three different, lived in three different places, but I always drove the same way to work. And I remember thinking, like, man, these guys that do it, like, 25 years, like, that's a lot. What else is out there? What's it like? Now, oftentimes, when you get to the next place, you're like, you know, I kind of like the old place better, <laughs> yes. right? But yeah. that's, the, that's the human experience. Some guys will never know. 
right? Some guys will work the same factory for 25 years, and they'll grumble and they'll bitch about it. And some people go to a new place, and it's better. Some people go to a new place, and they make, make it work just as well as the old place. There's, I, I, I don't fault him. And at some point in time, it is time for something new. We do kind of move on. We do change. Like, even John Madden, right? Like, he worked at every different network. It wasn't like, it wasn't like he, he only worked at one network the whole time. People, it's a very normal human condition to try and see what's new and what's different. Speaking of John Madden, his uh, broadcast partner at one time was Al Michaels. There's Do you report, believe in miracles? Yeah, there's a report yes. that Monday Night Football could be going after Al Michaels. Hasta la vista. I feel bad for those Monday Night. Like, Steve Levy's a great dude, right? I mean, all those guys doing the shit, you know. But they come out with the Manning cast. Yep. I would say the man, the the pursuit of Al Michaels won. Are they getting a Super Bowl? They're not getting a Super Bowl. You know he's going to do the Yahoo thing, which is on Thursday night. So Thursday to Monday works a lot better than Thursday to Sunday. But isn't it weird? Like there's Al Michaels who all he wanted to do is get out of Disney. Didn't want to work, and they traded him for like a cartoon, right? You know what yeah. they traded him for? Yeah. Yes. Um, that, I don't that's, know what, that, that's yeah, a what, real story. What happened? It was like Steamboat Willie. I don't think. No, but it was. It was. The, yeah, the right. Oswald the Rabbit. They got Oswald oh. the Rabbit back in return. Doug, and like bygones be bygones. Fans uh, attending Super Bowl Fifty Six will be required to wear a KN ninety five mask during the game. The L.A. County Health Department says masks will be handed out as attendees enter the stadium. Fans who also attend Super Bowl Fifty Six will receive a free at home COVID testing kit. Uh, listen, if any of you are bitching and complaining about wearing a mask at the Super Bowl, feel free to send your tickets to Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Okay, in Sherman Oaks, California, my son, all he wants to do is go to a Super Bowl. That's, that's it. That's it. His, I'm like, you know, it's not as good in person as it is. No, I want to go. Yay. Okay. Ugh. So I will gladly buy your tickets if a mask is what's keeping you from going. Finally, Doug, a day after saying on the I Am Athlete podcast that he wants to play with Lamar Jackson, Antonio Brown tweeted out a picture of him in a Ravens uniform uh, wearing the number 84. I don't know if Jermaine Lewis would let him have that number, but Antonio Brown wants to go to Baltimore. Where John Harbaugh's going to need an extension. Both from South. Well, you got to have an extension if you're going to get Antonio Brown. They're both from South Florida. That's a big thing. But why do they need him? Why? They just drafted a stud wide receiver. They have Sammy Watkins. They have Hollywood Brown. And they, they throw to their tight ends. Don't need you. That's the press. All right, uh, I'll be on the call of Illinois and Michigan State on radio. Be back getting ready for championship weekend tomorrow. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio.